Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast, FYI. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. It is Sunday, the 21st of August at 12.53. It's 11.53 a.m. In the morning time, school zone safety. and gentlemen i hope you're enjoying your weekend it is sunday the 21st of august and here in ontario it's kind of a rainy day it's been kind of like raining on and off uh this morning but it's still relatively uh warm outside so uh you can still get out there and enjoy some uh, activities or, or whatever the case may be. And, you know, maybe you're doing back to school shopping. Which school here in Ontario um, returns in just a couple of weeks. Now, this is the time. of year that we as drivers, you know, should be getting into the swing of things full well knowing that the kids are going to be going back to school and our driving habits, driving, not just in school zones, but in neighborhoods because kids, kids are still on um, summer holidays. Some tips for um, the parents to talk to their kids about school bus safety tips. Maybe we start off with before boarding a bus. Now, whether you walk to that bus stop yourself to the pickup point or you are walking with your parents. Good morning, how you doing? I'm your host, Doug from Ontario, Canada. I know I'm a little bit later this morning, and of course, you know, the show is supposed to start at 11.30, but things out of my control um, take place. But anyways, I'm here now. Now, back to school for the kids here across Ontario, Canada in a couple weeks. And uh, some school bus uh, safety tips, you know, for parents and, and for kids, whether you walk to the, to the pickup zone for the school bus with your parents or you walk there yourselves, um, arriving at the bus stops before the bus comes. You don't want to be late. You don't want to be running down the street hollering at the bus driver to wait. And you want to wait in a safe place away from the edge of the road. And you also want to wait for that bus to come to a complete stop with its overhead red lights flashing or its stop arm activated even before approaching the bus. You know, this time of year, you know, just with a couple weeks left to go of summer vacation for kids, I mean, not only kids, I mean, they're excited to get back to school to see their friends. And of course, they're excited when school ends for the summer break. So, you know, they're going to be, you know, ready to go and be excited to uh, get on that bus. So even with parents, you know, make sure that, you know, um, they're ready and the bus is completely stopped. Everything's a go and they can get on the bus safely. 
And when riding on the bus, you know, the bus driver wants to make sure that, you know, you find your seat right away and you stay seated facing forward at all times. Now, we're talking about children here. They're excited. They're going to see their friends. And they're going to be turning around. They're going to be talking. They're going to do whatever the case may be. But follow the rules on the bus. And do not put anything in the aisles. Keep it clear. And keep your arms and head inside the bus. Follow the bus driver's instructions and do not distract the driver. These are things that, you know, parents um, who have school-aged kids um, be talking to them about that. And <clears throat> teenagers ride the school bus to high school. Teenagers will be teenagers. They know the rules. You know, parents shouldn't have to go over the rules with them. You know, they've been, you know, going to maybe they're in their last year of high school and they've been riding the bus for the last four years. They know the rules. And when exiting the bus, don't push or shove. You exit the bus in a single file. Always cross the road in front of the stop bus, never behind it. And always look and wait for the driver to signal before crossing in front of the bus because we want to make sure that the car drivers are paying attention and that they see the red lights flashing on the yellow school bus. That they are coming to a stop from behind and in front. And stay out of the danger, the danger zone by being 10 giant steps away from the bus where you and the bus driver can see each other. The little children I mean, they're small and if they're just walking off that bus and then, and then going in front of the bus, you're not going to see them. So make sure your children know that either getting on the bus or getting off the bus or whatever like that, that that driver can see them and that you can see the driver. Always walk, don't run across the road. And if you stop, and drop something within the danger zone, ask an adult or the bus driver to help. Do not stop and pick it up. I mean, like I say, I mean, kids are really excited, right? They got their, their backpacks on they're, or they're carrying their backpacks and they're getting off the bus and whatever the case may be. They're excited. They start running, they trip, they fall, they drop stuff. Just leave it. Now, for the drivers out there, the car drivers. Now, I don't know about where you live, but where I live here in Ontario, Canada, um, throughout our neighborhoods, um, including the uh, school zones, um, speed limits have been reduced. Now, generally, you know, driving through a neighborhood, you know, it's 50 kilometers an hour or 30 miles per hour, if you want to put it that way. It is now down to 40 kilometers an hour or 25 miles an hour in most neighborhoods. They even have the speed bumps in a lot of the neighborhoods and in school zones. And yes, you're going to see that school zone sign and you're going to see that speed limit posted directly underneath it. 
Now, people may think, well, that's just during school time. That's school year speed limit. No, it's not. Summertime, Christmas break, March break. That speed, that's posted speed limit, whether it's a school zone or not in the neighborhoods, it's 40 kilometers an hour. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. Uh, I was talking about school zone safety. You know, here in Ontario, schools are starting to go back in two weeks. And this is the time for not only for the kids and the parents to be talking to their kids about school bus safety, but even the drivers out there. You know, it, it's time to, you know, wake up and start driving accordingly not just in your neighborhoods, but in the school zones. Get into the routine that children are there. And you slow down and you obey the speed limits. Now, while driving down the road, uh, you see a school bus that is approaching and you watch for the bus as it slows and the flashing lights start come on overhead, which means that the bus is coming to a stop to pick up or drop off passengers. And when you see the school bus in its overhead amber lights flashing, you slow down and you prepare to stop. It doesn't mean just because he just starts putting, starts coming on, they start with their orange amber lights first. It doesn't mean you can just keep driving past. It is the time to start slowing down, start braking, and to stop. Now, in some cases, um, not every roadway is the same, obviously. And if you are on the road with a median strip, only vehicles coming from behind the bus should prepare to stop because there's a huge median there. So the kids, you know, aren't generally crossing in that area because that's not their pickup spot. If the road has no median, you're going to see the signs on the roadway saying, all traffic must stop in both directions for a school bus. So like I said, so for the roads without a median or a raised barrier between the lanes, vehicles in both directions must stop when the bus is stopped and flashing its overhead red lights or stop arms are activated. And if you are driving behind the bus, you stop at least 20 meters away. Let the bus driver see you in his or her mirror. They'll be pulling right up directly behind the bus. Now the penalties, if you drive past a stop school bus with its overhead red lights flashing or its stop arm activated, you can face fines ranging from $400 to $2,000 and six demerit points. In each following offense, fines ranging from $1,000 to $4,000 and six demerit points and a possible jail time up to six months. And the stop arm cameras on school buses. The registered owner of a vehicle illegally passing a school bus that is caught by camera technology uh, will also be charged and fined. Reporting drivers who don't stop, you can report a vehicle that doesn't stop properly for a school bus by filling out the local road watch report or, or contacting your local police department. I mean, we have people on our roadways anyways, ladies and driver who, ladies and gentlemen, who the drivers don't pay attention anyways. 
you have drivers on the roadways that think that the rules of the road don't apply to them. People, you know, maybe in your city, your town, or, or wherever you live, maybe you have red light, uh, red light cameras. Not every intersection has them, so people know that. Uh, I know this red, this intersection doesn't have a red light camera. I'm going to blow that red light anyway. Bad driving habits. You know, need to change. They really do. And especially this time of year. And, you know, more and more people right now, too, especially on the weekends and, you know, even after work, traffic is heavy. Everybody out right now is doing back back to school shopping. The roadways are busy. The, the shopping, the shopping mall parking lots are busy. The malls are busy. People may be in a hurry. You know, I leave for work about a, about a quarter to six in the morning. And I got a 45 minute com, uh, commute to my job. And at that time in the morning, there's really not that much traffic. And the streets around my neighborhood, you know, for a certain distance is 30 miles an hour. Some drivers out there thinking, oh, there's not much traffic and stuff like that. They're doing 45 miles an hour, 50 miles an hour in a 30 mile an hour zone. This is at quarter to six in the morning. I mean, if you start work at six, well, maybe you need to leave at 530 and give yourself plenty more plenty of time to get to work. You know, a quarter to six in the morning, you think it, you know, people just, you know, it's got their their uh, their coffee, they're driving to work, obeying the speed limits. You know, I, I'm, I'm driving down the roadway and um, like I say, for, for at least three kilometers that the speed limit is, you know, 50 kilometers an hour or 30 miles an hour. You know, I got drivers who just, you know, run right up behind my ass thinking that I'm going to pick up speed or, or whatever the case may be. Well, I'm not. I'll leave the same time every single day. I get to work at 6.30 in the morning. I'm not going to get there any faster. I mean, you see it every single day if you drive a car on your area roads and highways, how people drive. And when school buses are back on the road in, in, in a couple of weeks, but during the school year, I see people just drive right past the school bus. You know, whether lights are flashing, I'm thinking, what the hell are you doing? What are you doing behind the wheel that you don't see this? You got your face planted in your cell phone. You're not paying attention. Now, um, 
bring this little clip up up here driving in school zones <clears throat> so <clears throat> it's important ladies and gentlemen that our children's safety you know comes first so when you're sending them off to school you wholly expect them to return safely unfortunately some folks out there willingly drive recklessly through school safety zones. They drive recklessly through neighborhoods. And where neighborhoods in the city that I reside in here in London, Ontario, a lot of the neighbor uh, of the of the neighborhood in, in side streets off the main arteries have lowered their speed limits. No, driving through neighborhoods and driving through school zones. Like I said earlier, when you're, you know, when you're driving through a neighborhood and there's a school in that neighborhood and it has the, the, uh, the, uh, the school crossing, uh, crossing sign and they have the speed limit just below it. And it says 40 kilometers an hour. That's not just when school is in. That is the posted speed limit. That black and white sign is the legal posted speed limit. Whether it is summertime, whether it is the Christmas break, whether it is the spring break, that is the posted speed limit regardless. Now, even throughout the summertime too, I mean, look at all the kids out there, man, playing in the neighborhood. And I don't know how many times I see people just speeding through, in and through my neighborhood. There's a lot of kids around here. And they just come driving down the street as though, like I said, the, the, the speed limits don't apply to them. The school zone laws, first off, what are school zones? Right, to ensure the utmost safety of students and the faculty members, school zones and act traffic safety around schools by severely reducing the speed limits around school zones in the immediate area. Um, during specific hours of the day, most school zone hours begin certainly before the school day and end after shortly after. <clears throat> by saying that that may be in whatever city you live in, but all cities you know, they do have that school zone posted speed limit. And like I said, it's not just when school is in. So what is the speed limit near schools and most neighborhoods now? Most areas require drivers to go between 15 miles per hour to 25 miles per hour. Right? Though it depends on your city or your county. And to all those drivers out there, it's always important to endear to the speed limits. And for starters, speeding near a school zone or outright ignoring school zone laws opens the driver up to serious legal repercussions. And the driver may be subject to a fine and ticket, or they could spend time behind bars, depending on the severity of their offense and any past offenses. So if you have a couple priors, you're going to get the most severe penalty. And that could mean jail time.
And of course, when you're, you know, when school is back in too, you know, people, you know, drop off and pick up their own kids. And don't block the crosswalks. You know, if you're bringing your vehicle to stop to pick up your kid or drop off your kid, you know, avoid blocking the crosswalks at all costs. Children use crosswalks outside of the school schools daily and vehicles blocking the pack for force blocking their path forces them to move around the vehicle into the path of oncoming traffic. Now, you know, in the school zones, when school's back in there, we also have crossing guards. They, they, um, they invest in the, the stop and, and go handheld paddles designed to slow and halt traffic in front of the school. And it does prove a useful in slowing traffic throughout the school zones. A big part of keeping children safe while loading and offloading buses or crossing the street for, for pickup um, lies with the driver, every vehicle passing through that area. So you got to pay attention. You know, you, you, obviously the school bus is there. We got the crossing guards there. In the school zone area where kids are walking to school, they have to cross the street. The crossing guards are there. Now, you know, everybody knows the general rules of the road, but at least you should. I mean, you have a driver's license. You had to take the written test. You had to take a road test. So what changed after that? Now you got your driver's license and somehow the rules of the road don't apply to you. Do not speed, especially in residential areas. Do pay attention to your surrounding area because we're all taught in driving school to keep our eyes on the road and to scan the area ahead and to the sides regularly to ensure that no one runs in front of the vehicle or for when the car ahead abruptly stops. Rules such as these help immensely in school zones and they help immensely everyday driving. With that little handheld technology that everybody has, that cell phone somehow becomes more important or that phone call or that text somehow becomes more important than what is happening around you. Now back to school, 12 tips for drivers out there. You know, with the, with the, the children and the youth returning to schools in the coming weeks, which is only a couple of weeks away, um, the Canadian safety council reminds drivers to be extra cautious on the road during this time of year. And this kind of, you know, kind of goes over, you know, what just what I've been talking about, right? Reduce your speed. Be more careful in residential areas where children are present. How about any time of the year, not just the school year? Stop for the school buses displaying the flashing red lights. Obey the crossing guards. Never overtake another vehicle within a school zone or within a half a block of any crosswalk. 
avoid making any U-turns or three-point turns in a school zone. Children can have a difficult time predicting these types of vehicle maneuvers. And of course, kids ride their bikes to school, so it gives the cyclists a wide berth. You know, a minimum clearance of one meter is the rule in most jurisdictions. Do your shoulder check before opening your vehicle door. And how about do your shoulder check while you're driving down the road before you change lanes? Quit looking in your rearview mirror to change a lane. You have a side mirror and you have your shoulder. But always do a shoulder check when you stop your vehicle on the side of the road anyways. For any other vehicles coming up on you or a cyclist and you open up your door. Leave a little bit earlier. Give yourself extra time to reach your destination. And if you observe, observe reckless driving or suspected driver is impaired, pull over as soon as it is safe to do so and report the incident to police or choose public transit and active modes of other active modes of transportation. And if whenever possible, one or less car on the road makes the road that much safer for everybody. Like I said, if you leave, if now if you drive your kids to school, ladies and gentlemen, let the kids off away from traffic. Usually, that's the passenger side of the vehicle. I mean, they do have pull-ins for cars, and still you have to be vigilant when you do that because you uh, have other vehicles there. You have. Uh, the teachers are out there, parents are out there, lots of kids are out there. So pay attention if you're dropping your kids off, if you're driving your kids to school yourself. I like kids are walking to school. I mean, I never took the school bus to, to school. I mean, I walked to school. I was close enough that I didn't have to do that. But um, walk your kids to school. If you know, if it's, if it's, if it's that close, you know, if the school is one block away, why would you drive them to school? Now, here are some quick stats. A total of 10,764 children ages five to 16 were hit and injured by motor vehicles while they were on foot or bike in the five years between 2008 and 2012. The latest data available, this works out to an average of 2,767 children per year or approximately eight children per day. That's alarming on an average of eight children per day are hit and injured by a motorist. And these stats include 79 young pedestrians who were killed and 37 young cyclists killed in crashes with motor vehicles during the same five-year period. In September to November tend to be the worst months for young pedestrians, while June, June is typically the worst month for motor vehicle collisions involving young people.
eight children a day. This is why, you know, now, ladies and gentlemen, is the time, you know, to start thinking about going back to school. Your children are going back to school. Now, whether or not, you know, whether you're school age or, or your college or your university, there is a lot of foot traffic out in and around of all of these facilities, whether it's a university, a college, or, or a public school. I believe it was last April or May, there was a a young lady, uh, she was a, uh, she went to Western University here in the city. She was struck and killed in a parking lot. just walking through the parking lot and she was struck and killed. Summer holidays, you know, are are coming to an end. Students returning, like I said, university college students returning, kids returning back to school in the next couple of weeks. Western students, Fanshawe College students here in the city, they're already starting to move back into the city. This is, I mean, do we... I mean, should we be talking about this is this is the time of year now that we need to start focusing on our driving habits? We do start focusing on that. Yeah, you know, traffic is increasing. Foot traffic is increasing. We need to be doing this every single day as car drivers. We need to be focusly focusing on the roadway. Put down your cell phones. That text message or that phone call can wait. Slow down. Follow the rules of the road. Get to to your destination safely so everybody else can get to their destination safely. You know, ladies and gentlemen, you know, I've been licensed a a very long time. A really long time. The driving transport truck for 32 years. And everything that I've seen along my journeys, I just shake my head. How I avoided being involved in an incident Because I pay attention. 
than when I drive my own personal vehicle. I pay attention. Because you don't, you know, ladies and gentlemen, when school starts back or even any time of the year, you don't want to get that phone call. You don't want to get that phone call that your child has been hit by a car and has been killed. You don't want to get that phone call that a loved one, a loved one was killed in a car crash because somebody else's recklessness. Our penalties here in Ontario are probably the strictest in North America when it comes to stunt driving, speeding on our area roads and highways. You lose your car for 14 days. You're suspended for 30 days, but you still have to go to court. And you lose your license for a year, just like you would if you were caught for impaired driving. You now have to take a credited driving course. If you have been caught for speeding or stunt driving. Penalties vary, you know, on the seriousness of your offense. You have multiple offenses. You can lose your license permanently. Because driving is not a right. It's a privilege and that privilege can be taken away. And I see it just far too often, just, you know, like I say, you know, driving through residential streets, you know, even on the main arteries where the, the speed limit changes, depending you know, on the area that you're in, because if there's residential in that area on a main artery, it's 30 miles an hour until the speed limit changes. And in those speed limits that are 30 miles an hour, people are doing 45, 50 miles an hour. Lane hopping all the way down the street, trying to beat the lights only to be stopped by a red light. You didn't make it very far. You're not getting anywhere. Flipping everybody off because they're in your way. You know, it's just, it's, you know, for the amount of the years that I've been driving, ladies and gentlemen, it's just been, just been ridiculous. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, when we talk about age groups, I would say over, I would say approximately 60% of the drivers out there who drive carelessly are in my age group. And that's 50 and up. Not more, not more so you know, the younger generation, not as many, but there are in that in the younger generations that, you know, they're out there for a little joy ride in, in daddy's car.
but I would say at least 60%, at least 60% of the drivers from 50 and up are the ones out there who are more likely they're going to be driving recklessly. Because they become so complacent in their driving habits over the years. That I guess, oh, I don't know, maybe they, they hit this certain age and somehow, oh, nothing applies to me anymore. Oh, I've been driving for 40 years. I've been driving for 50 years. Now it doesn't, you know, nothing applies to me. When you find yourself stopped on the side of the road with the flashing red lights behind you, your car being hooked up to a tow truck, will that change your habits? These are my opinions. Now, the stuff that I've told you about uh, these, these um, driving tips, yeah, I'm reading these driving tips for you. But my opinion, what I'm talking about, when I say 60%, when I'm saying at least 60% uh, of the drivers 50 and over have become so complacent in the bad driving habits, yeah, that's about the stats. You know, I drive down the highway every single day, Monday to Friday. And when we get into slow to stop traffic, you know, and my lane is stopped and maybe the left-hand lane it starts rolling by, I can look down from my truck and into your vehicle. I can see exactly what you're doing. Three out of five cars They're on their cell phones. Just texting away, their thumbs doing 90 miles an hour on their cell phone. Three out of five cars. Just because the traffic has slowed down or stopped, you're on the roadway, it is illegal to use your cell phone. Somehow people think that, oh, it's okay. I've slowed down, we're stopped in traffic. I'm stopped at a red light. You know how many times I've pulled up to a red light beside a car and I look down and see what the car driver is doing? They're sitting there texting on their phone at the red light. Somehow that's okay. And these are older drivers. And this is why it's so important to pay attention when you're driving through school zones. Not just in, in, in your neighborhood. I, drew, I, I drive through two small towns on the way to work. And the speed limit through these towns are 30 miles an hour. And what happens occasionally, someone passes me going through the town. What, 30 miles an hour isn't good enough for you? Meanwhile, it's a solid line which you're not supposed to cross and pass. But they do it anyways. Older gentleman, older woman. This is why it's so important now, ladies and gentlemen, to, to, to get on, to, to get on this school returns in two weeks. And if you can't change your driving habits now, I don't know when you're going to change.
You know, and when I tell you about these stats, when I tell you about these stats, you know, when I, when I, when I told you a total of 10,764 children ages 5 to 16 were hit and injured by a motor vehicle. And with the latest data available, this works out to an average of 2,767 children per year, or approximately eight children per day. In September to November tend to be the worst months for young pedestrians, while June is typically the worst months for motor vehicle collisions involving children. And that's from the Transport Canada National Collision Database. CRISPR, if you were on my show yesterday, um, works in the school bus industry. We will be getting together. I know him very well. We will be getting together. And of course, um, there, there's, there's always a time to talk about this and it could be any time to talk about road safety, back to school safety, school bus safety. It doesn't have to be two weeks before school. It's important that we keep these things, you know, in the back of our minds and they'll full well know because if you're a parent, you know, you're out there right now doing back to school shopping. You're getting your kids ready to go back to school. And now's the time to start talking to your kids. About safety. School bus safety. I don't know how many times I've seen I, I've been driving down driving down this down the roadway even during like during uh, like the school time when schools are back in parents are crossing their kids in the middle of the street what is that teaching your kid that's why we have that's why we have crossing guards that's why we have intersections and that's where you are to cross that's where you are to cross your children that's what you're supposed to be teaching your children I just give my head a shake they got the kid by the hand practically dragging them running across the roadway and not crossing where they should be then you wonder why people get hit. As car drivers out there, and we're supposed to be, we're supposed to be adults and we're supposed to be responsible. Road safety is every single day not just when school is back in every single day you get behind the wheel of that car you know that there's rules of the road and you know that you should be following them unfortunately some people out there never got that message
I can talk about bad car drivers all day long. There are bad truck drivers out there too. And I'm sure you see them. You know, that truck driver tailgating you. Or they cut you off. I see that a lot, ladies and gentlemen, on my journeys. I am a trucker. That's my livelihood. My driver's license is my livelihood. I lose that, my livelihood is over. I take driving very seriously. Driving a transport truck and driving my own personal vehicle. Because what I do in my personal vehicle would reflect my driver's license as a trucker. It doesn't exempt me when I'm in my own personal vehicle. The commercial driver's license. Like I said, I've been driving transport truck over 30 years. I know what I'm doing out there. And I do it safely and I do it professionally. And we all need to do the same. You know, I'm the type, you know, ladies and gentlemen, I'm the type of person that, you know, if you do something really stupid in front of me or beside me, I'm going to let you know about it. And I will, and I do. If my window's not already rolled down, I will let you know about it. Whether you like it or not. And you can sit there and you can mouth off all you want. Because I already got your license plate number. And I will pull over into a gas station. And I will report it. And I have. So do a self-assessment of your driving habits. But be honest with yourself. Give yourself a grade out of 10 on your driving habits and see where you stand. Don't fool yourself. I want to thank you for taking the time to come out here this Sunday morning here on August the 21st. It's a cloudy, rainy day here in the city of London, Ontario, Canada. But it's warm outside. 
So just go out there and be safe and enjoy the rest of your weekend. And uh, like I said from time to time, ladies and gentlemen, if I can get out, uh, come out here um, midweek, you know, sometimes that happens depending on my day. You know, you know, I start work at 7 o'clock in the morning and sometimes I'm not home until 8 o'clock at night. And even though I'd like to start a show at that time, I'm tired. I need to to unwind from my day. Get cleaned up. Get a bite to eat. And do it all over again. If there's days that I can get out here because, you know, I was home by 6 o'clock, you know, and I feel pretty good, um, I just jump out here. But generally, you know, it's the weekends that I come out here and do a show. Um, You know, um, I was away on holidays uh, back at the beginning of of August for two weeks. So I didn't return to work until the 15th. It was just Monday just passed. You know, so that whole week was just crazy. You know, getting home at 738 o'clock every night. You know, kind of makes it hard to come out here. And, I, you know, I like to, you know, at least do one show in midweek. You know, but generally the time I'm, I'm out here on the weekends, um, Saturday morning, Sunday morning. And um, sometimes I'd be, you know, to say, hey, you know what? I want, I may want to do a show later tonight. You know, but then that'll be, you know, see how my, how my day goes and what's going on. And, you know, like everybody else, we all have a busy life. We all have things to do. So, I mean, I try my very best, you know, to, to get out here and, um, to do a show. And of course I appreciate, um, all of my listeners all of my followers, you know, because without you, there is no podcast. You, the listeners and followers make that possible. You make that happen. I'm just the guy behind the microphone. You are my guests on my show. You are very important to me. You are very important to all podcasters. So, anyways, enjoy the rest of your your Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, unless it's already Monday for you, depending on where you are listening, you know, um, listening from. So, either way, enjoy your day. And uh, we will meet again. And like I said, it's generally on the weekends, Saturday morning, Sunday mornings. And, uh, but you know, if you like you, 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 uh, when you click follow me and, um, I put up a show, um, you generally would get that notification that the truckers podcast FYI is going to be starting soon. So again, thank you for taking the time out of your day to join me here on the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Take care, everybody, and thank you.